Awesome. Hey, thanks so much for joining us for our 10 a.m. Easter Sunday service. We're glad to have you in the house of God. On my way to church this morning, I, I was reflecting on where we were a year ago on Easter. And the world had shut down basically overnight. We didn't really know what the future held. Doing our best to host online services and, and figure out how to really work in this new reality of virus and pandemic and all sorts of things. But as I was thinking about this last year and what a journey it has been, what I was overwhelmed with is this idea that every day on this long journey, God has been more than faithful. He's been more than enough. He's provided more than enough resource and benefit and blessing. And as people who carry the favor of God on their lives and in their hearts, we declare that this is still the year of the favor of the Lord. There has never been a better time for you to be a believer. There has never been a better time for you to be in a spirit-filled church. And even in the midst of a world that is filled with chaos, we declare Jesus is Lord. He is risen from the grave and he has conquered death, hell, and sin. And when he died, we died. And when he was raised, we were raised unto new life. In fact, the apostle Paul says it this way, the same spirit watch that raised Jesus now dwells in you by faith and it gives strength to your mortal body. And so that's why not just on Easter Sunday, but every day of the week, we receive the blessing of wholeness and healing and health and resource and prosperity and salvation and sanity and function and every other thing that God provides. For scripture says, every good and perfect gift come from the father above the father of light in him there is no shadow of turning which means God has never had to apologize to you for having an out of character moment because those don't exist for him they exist for you and me but they don't exist for him God has the same opinion of you today that he had yesterday. It's the same favor. It's the same blessing. He looks at your life through the filter of the shed blood of his son. And he says, this is my beloved for God did not send his son into the world to condemn the world, but that the world through him might have life. And friend, for the believer, every Sunday is Easter Sunday. And you might be looking at what we do uh, today and go, well, they're all excited. And I guess it's kind of the Super Bowl for the church. And we're all going to celebrate Jesus. But kind of next week we'll go back to normal. No, it's like this every week because we've really tapped into the idea that God is as good as scripture says he is and he can do everything scripture says he can do. And so we celebrate not a dead faith, not a dead philosophy, not a good teacher with good teachings, but a resurrected God who now sits at the right hand of the father and invites us into right relationship with him. There has never been a message as good as that. See, the message of the cross is, watch, foolishness to those who are perishing, but to us who are being saved, it is the power of God. And that's why the apostle Paul says, I am not ashamed of the gospel of Jesus Christ, for it is the power of God unto salvation. And friend, for you and I, we understand that the gospel message first takes us to a bloody cross, but it doesn't leave us at the cross. It invites us to an empty tomb. And, if, and those of, uh, of us who put faith in Christ Jesus, although we may die, we will live again. In fact, scripture says for the believer, death has lost its sting because death is no longer final. 
because in the resurrection, there was a great exchange. There was a split in the covenants. It was the most important event in all of human history, and it defines the parameters by which we live in today. Although I may see death in the natural, I will be raised again unto new life. And when the Lord returns with a shout, the dead in Christ will rise first, and we will gather with him in the air to celebrate the reality of a Jesus who rode into Jerusalem on a donkey, but is coming back to this planet on a white horse for a victorious bride. And that's what it means to be a resurrected people. That actually the gospel message, like a seed, is planted in good soil. If we could just reach Christians for Christ, the world would be changed. If we could just really believe that these words are true. Come on, it's not just fancy philosophy. It's not in word. It's demonstrated in power. That's what Paul said. I didn't come with you to you with intellect, but with a demonstration, a manifestation of God's power. And this is the good news. If you are in Christ, then death can't hold you. The grave can't hold you. Sin can't hold you. Sickness can't hold you. Bondage can't hold you. Because we, when he was raised, we were raised. And now we've been seated like him in heavenly places because see we are in Christ salvation isn't just something that happens to us it's something that by God's spirit dwelling inside changes everything about us in him we live and move and have our being even as our poets say we are his offspring. And I think so many people through bad teaching or, or, or bad experiences growing up have this terrible image of who God is. Like he's the ogre under the bridge waiting to hit you over the head with a hammer for the last mistake that you've made. But God has always been like Jesus. And Jesus displays to us perfectly the character and the heart of the Father. The one who says, come to me, all who are weary and heavy laden, and I will give you rest for your souls. The Jesus that we worship is the one who picked us out of the miry clay in our darkest moment. While we were yet sinners, he became sin for us. And together, because of the resurrection, we have new life. Friend, there has never been a better time for you to put faith in the finished work of Jesus Christ. There has never been a message like this. Oh, there's a lot of fancy philosophy. There's a lot of dead religions, but there is only one empty tomb. And the empty tomb is the only tourist attraction in all of the world that people line up to see what isn't there. And by the way, the stone wasn't rolled away for Jesus to get out, but for you to get in for you to be a witness of this resurrection power that flows from him to us through the work of the spirit. There has never been a better time for you to be alive. I know this year's been crazy and it feels like the walls are closing in around us, but I'm telling you, there has never been a better time to be exactly where God wants you to be, worshiping him in fullness of spirit and committing yourself to a long obedience in the same direction, regardless of what comes my way. I know that Christ has the final say. Man, that's what I love about the resurrection is that it demonstrates that Jesus has the final say. Well, he's dead. A dead man can't get out of the grave. Trust the science. Trust the scriptures. 
For it's been prophesied that there will be one who comes, an incarnate God, one who dwells with us, Emmanuel, and he'll be lowered into the earth for three days. But unless the seed goes into the ground and first dies, it produces no good thing. But he'll be lowered in the earth, but raised by God's spirit. And that's the Jesus we serve. It's a supernatural faith. It's always been supernatural. Friend, I can't explain the resurrection. But if you're a believer, the resurrection explains you. The resurrection is the seal that Christ has stamped on your heart when he said, you're mine. And we're people who've been raised to new life. Oh, I know you might not be where you want to be today, but could you be grateful this morning that you're not where you used to be? You deserve death, but you got life. You tried to end it, but God ended up saving you. You tried to run as far as you could go, but he always leaves the 99 to chase after the one. And it doesn't make sense until you're the one. But the great shepherd of our souls, the one who has numbered the hairs on our head in the days of our life, he calls us by name. He says, come out of the tombs. Come out of the graveyards of your past. Come out of those old habits and those old mindsets and those old relationships and those dead wineskins. Come out of your comfort zone. Come out of what you have known and trust an unknown future to a known God. Trust an uncertain present to a certain God and together be raised unto new life. In the book of Matthew, the Bible records for us this story. After the Sabbath at dawn, the first day of the week, Mary Magdalene and the other Mary went to look at the tomb. And yet there was an earthquake, and an angel of the Lord came down from heaven, and going to the tomb, rolled back the stone and sat on it. And his appearance was like lightning, and his clothes were white as snow. And the guards were so afraid of him that they shook and became like dead men. And the angel said to the women, do not be afraid, for I know that you are looking for Jesus who was crucified. He is not here. He is risen, just as he said. Come and see the place where he lay. Then go quickly and tell his disciples, he has risen from the dead and is going ahead of you into Galilee. There you will see him. Now I have told you, watch. So the women hurried away from the tomb, afraid yet filled with joy and ran to his disciples. You know what I love about scripture is it encourages us not only to be honest about our fears, but to put faith in the one that gives us hope for tomorrow. And I love the angel's instruction to Mary and the other woman. It says, go and tell the disciples the things that you have seen as eyewitnesses. And they hurried away. They were afraid, but they were filled with joy. And the good news of the gospel is that in the midst of a lot of things that put fear in your life and uncertainty in your mind, you can have a joy unspeakable, a peace unshakable that God puts in your heart by his spirit. And it serves as a witness that even the things that the enemy meant for evil, God, in fact, can use for good. This is what the apostle Paul tells the early church. 
He says, when Christ raised from the dead, he wiped out the handwriting of requirements that was against your life. He paid the legal indebtedness that you were under, and he made a public spectacle of the enemy. For it was prophesied that the enemy would bruise his heel, but that our God would crush his head. And through the resurrection, God declared, I hold the keys, and my son reigns supreme. And friend, that's the message of the resurrection. And for us as believers, it's not once a year, but an everyday reminder that in order to save my life, I'll lose my life for his sake, but in doing, I will find it. That in order to be rich, I, I gotta be poor. In order to be first, I, I ought to be last. The principles of the kingdom are upside down from the world that we live in. But with eyes focused on the author and the finisher of our faith, we can be certain that every good thing that God starts, he will bring to completion. And you may find yourself feeling buried today, buried by doubt, buried by pain, buried by disillusionment or discouragement. But can I reframe that for you today? You haven't been buried, you've been planted. And one man plants and another man waters, but it's God who brings the increase. And on Resurrection Sunday, could you lift your eyes up to the hills where your help comes from? Could your soul magnify the Lord? Could you get a fresh perspective on how good he is? And could you see him for what scripture tells us he is? A loving father who invites us back home. Come on, would you stand with me all across this room? In just a moment, I want to pray for you and then invite you forward for prayer if you need it today. Easter Sunday is a great day to put full faith and full trust in the finished work of Jesus Christ. Friend, the Lamb is worthy to receive the reward of his suffering. Scripture says, for the joy that was set before him, he went to the cross. You were that joy. You were that reward. He had a people on his heart. He knew you by name. And this Jesus has made a way where there seemed to be no way. There's never been a God as good as the one we worship. Come on, would you let me pray for you today? Father, we love you. God, we honor you. We thank you that you are at work in the church. You're at work in this city. You're at work in this region. You're at work in our families. And we say to the increase of your kingdom and your government, there is no end. And God, we say, do your best work inside of us today. And we'll give you the praise. We'll give you the glory. We'll give you the honor. Father, we thank you that Jesus sits at your right hand, wounded but been made whole. And he invites us into newness of life. And so today we receive that invitation to be made new. We say, I believe, but help my unbelief. We say, even in the midst of fear, we're going to choose joy and we're going to allow God to do his best work inside of us. Father, we love you. God, we honor you. In Jesus' name, come on, all God's people said, amen. Amen. Friend, in closing, if you need prayer, come on, if you're here today and you're not in right relationship with God, but you want to be, maybe you're here today, you need a touch, a physical touch in your body, you've got an issue of sickness or disease, I'd love to partner with you in faith and see God do a miracle on Easter Sunday. If not, God bless. We're going to see a lot of you next week, 9 a.m., 10.30 and noon. I want to invite you to be a part of Pursuit. I want to invite you to be a part of this church family. Come help me build in the North 
Northwest and let's see a move of God that our kids actually want to be a part of. God bless. He is risen. He is risen indeed. Happy Easter. See you next Sunday.